The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Prescription products require completion of an online medication consultation with an independent healthcare provider through the LifeMD platform and are only available if prescribed. Subscription required. Individual results may vary. Additional restrictions apply at LifeMD.com. Read all warnings before using GLP-1s. Side effects may include a risk of thyroid C-cell tumors. Do not use GLP-1s if you or your family have a history of thyroid cancer. If you've struggled for years to lose weight and have given up hope, did you know you can now access GLP-1 prescription medications through LifeMD? LifeMD is now offering eligible patients online access to GLP-1s, the breakthrough prescription medication that can help you lose body fat and weight. Listen to what people are saying. Probably the easiest thing I've ever done. The medication comes in the mail and it's very easy to use. I've been able to live my normal lifestyle and I've lost 20 pounds already and I've never felt better. It changed my life. And here's the best part. Your insurance may cover 100% of the cost of your medication. So go to TryLifeMD.com to have your eligibility checked right now. Get started today at TryLifeMD.com. That's T-R-Y-L-I-F-E-M-D.com. All right, we've had an epic string of guests here on Lulz, but Brian and I are getting back to basics today with a two-man show. We got lots to discuss. Fallout from the Osimo interview. Did Nerdy Tenor ruin DFS? We did offer uh, Big T and the Run Pure Sports guys to come on the show. We'll talk about uh, their uh, public response to that. Uh, we also have news in Florida with them kind of making an attack on fantasy sports. We'll talk about that. And who are the 10 nicest guys in DFS. There's a list circulating. We'll break it all down today on Lulz. I, does he think, I think he thinks goat. this, he thinks this is a goat. Vegas Dave thinks this is a goat. Hot naked girls doing yoga. What? Why don't you just win like a man? Random.org. Type in one for yes, two for no, and let the DFS guys pick for you. And I'm absolutely begging you not to do bus. Please, Please don't do bus. Brian, I, I like when I, we end a show like we did last week and had a very good interview with Osmo, got a lot of feedback, but I didn't necessarily realize the like Molotov cocktail nature of it because then a few days later, I'm scrolling through Twitter. I'm seeing all these responses. Next thing you know, Nerdy Tenor's going on Blender's Pod to uh, to you know defend himself or whatever. I didn't realize that that one was going to be such a powder keg. Yeah, no, I didn't either. Um, I know uh, Ricky D tweeted out and he got like a whole bunch of... Uh, uh, likes on a few of his tweets too and uh yeah i I, thought, I figured this would be a good one not to bring anyone on anyways um daniel's in chat here uh i figured <laughs> this would be a good one to not not bring anyone on anyways you know just to kind of sum up everything for sure. And I will say, if you do want to get Nerdy Tenor's thoughts, and I, I think we would have definitely have extended the invite to, to Nerdy Tenor, but Nerdy Tenor definitely said his piece uh, in a very good two-hour pod with Blender. So if you aren't subscribed to uh, the Theory of DFS podcast, check that out. Um, they went a couple of hours there. I thought lots of good information. I assume you checked that out, Brian. I did. I watched the whole thing. And uh, and yeah, like, the, I mean, if you go on Blender's podcast, we can't have you, we can't get, you know, not doing those sloppy, sloppy blender seconds. Come on. No way. This this was the tweet from our guy Ricky D after the Osmo appearance. Uh, appearance. The idea of Osmo blaming someone else for discussing Sims and hurting DFS is one of the most tone deaf takes I've ever heard. And then Ricky D uh, had a lot. Osmo had a lot of early DFS success and decided to leverage his name to sell his playbook for years. But nah, it's nerdy Tenor's fault that DFS is too hard now. I was with Tambo here in the comments. I. I thought Osimo was joking there. Did you think he was joking when he said that stuff about nerdy tenor letting the cat out of the bag? Um, I actually couldn't tell at the time. Okay. So yeah, I wouldn't, I didn't, I didn't think he was joking per se. Um, I, 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 I could imagine it was more like an internal discussion at Osimo. Like, mm -hmm. Hey, did you listen to that nerdy tenor? Does nerdy tenor podcast? Hey, can we do that? here yeah. like i'm i i would guess that went around um they had they had a forum on their discord uh that was making sims anyways 
like public open source sims not as complex as the product they were ended up releasing yeah it's like a little little internal controversy over there in that discord in itself i I think those guys got eventually got banned i'm not even sure i'm not i don't really pay attention to to everything going on over at stochastic but so they they were well aware of what they needed to build right um but um yeah i don't know if he was joking or not pete yeah i i kind of think he is joking just because of the second point that ricky d made which is obvious like Osimo could have kept all of his stuff proprietary for years waiting for people to kind of catch up. But he was, he's been on the bleeding edge of, you know, doing projections for lots of sports that other people weren't doing, or at least doing those projections at a higher level than other people have been doing. So like all of that criticism could easily be funneled back at Osimo to, I would agree with Ricky D's point if Osimo wasn't joking, but I'm pretty sure he was joking. Yeah. I think, but I think his main point here is, he released his projections in ownership when no one else was doing that. Right. You know, whatever, five years ago or whatever. Yeah. So that's like, I think that's his main critique here. It's like, yeah, you know, you're going to, you're going to blame nerdy tenor for going on a podcast after you've just been giving out your projections and ownership when they weren't that good. And no one was even using ownership back then really. Like there's still debate over whether ownership mattered and all those type of things. So I think he's pointing that out. And I will also say, like, if you listen to uh, to Mr. Hutchings, a.k.a. Nerdy Tenor, uh, I feel like a lot of the things he said on Blender's pod echoed what you've said about a lot of this stuff, whether it's Sims, you mentioned the same kind of like talking points when you were talking about your auto drafter for best ball, where it's like, if it's not me, man, it's going to be someone else. There's other people developing this behind closed doors. Maybe they're not going above board or whatever, but like this is going to happen. And then one of the things Nerdy Tenor said on that pod as well was, hey, like ideas build off of each other, right? And like this was the logical conclusion or, or next steps of where DFS was going. Like this shouldn't be a surprise to anyone. This is like the collective ecosystem pushing us here, not one individual like blazing some trail. I mean, I tweeted out right after uh, Ricky D. I tweeted out uh, something like, "Now that we could blame Osimo and Nerdy Tenor only alone for the death of DFS, we can we can all move on now." And the joke there is like, you know, we we are definitely also responsible for this popularity in Sims, probably more I would say, uh, hum- not being humble uh, than Daniel. For sure. Um, so like, uh, you know, it was going to happen like, like, you know, it's like dupes as well. Right. Right. As well. Right. Yeah. Here's your tweet. Now that we can, uh, put the blame of the death of DFS solely on Alex and dirty shoulders. I think we can all move on and not think about it anymore. Right. 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 Uh, yeah, exactly. Um, Shake these says, I don't understand what's going on, man. Like this show, uh, we I don't I don't think we do a good job of recapping for people. I don't even think I can. I think you just got to go back and watch the old archives. Yeah. I, I think we do a good job. Like this conversation has been built on what four to five previous episodes. Pretty much, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, if you want like the specific details, just go watch those episodes, and and you'll get you'll get more out of it. But just like generally speaking, a sim is like a tool that websites built to help you beat DFS. And the controversy is like kind of is that going to make the games uh, so unprofitable it won't be worth playing only from an entertainment standpoint, basically. Yeah. Yeah. And I will say like, you know, the it's the ironic that it took kind of like uh or not that we instigated this, but we kind of jokingly titling that episode is DFS dying. I feel like the conversation and like the enthusiasm around DFS, like it has even surprised me. And granted, I was coming into the season with best ball brain. I hadn't thought about DFS in a while, but like I've been jazzed up to play DFS. I've been jazzed up using these SIM tools out there. There's lots of people talking about it. The contests seem solid right now, at least right now at this point in time, it feels like there's a lot of enthusiasm for DFS. Yeah, I I didn't predict that either that you would be into the sim tool and you know this is another reason why you just can't predict where things are going to go, you know, gen- broadly speaking and that you kind of use it where you put in one lineup and test it, right? Like if I understand correctly yeah. using the ETR one and there's, you know, a bunch of different products now 
And um, like, I kind of have a couple feelings about that. Like, we're like, I think that's cool and useful for you and interest, maybe even interesting um, streaming content. Mm-hmm. But that's also another big red flag for me too, because a lot of these one, two, three entry bros are the ones who are paying the rake. And so it's not just the 150 guys. Right. Um, you know, Daniel kind of said on that on on that podcast, like um, you know, like it was gonna ha- happen, you know, how bad, you know, it's yet to be determined how bad it is. I'm kind of poorly paraphrasing what he's saying, yeah. but like I kind of felt like this was the nut low outcome. Mm-hmm. Like the best outcome would have been like three or four more dudes, you know, getting good and doing their own Sims. Um, right. Is, assuming you're even on this bandwagon, some people think these Sims are a joke and they, yeah. and they don't do anything, you know, whatever that's up. That That's fine. That's a valid, I think right now without knowing how, where it's going, a fairly valid um, argument. I think that's wrong, but you know that I think it's valid. So like, it's like the nut low, you know, like where it's like every site has it now and it will eventually, my guess is the price will go down significantly and it yeah. will just replace optimizers and they'll be like 80 bucks a month or something. And if you play DFS in any semi semi serious manner, you will, you will have, you will have these tools and they're in their infancy and they're just getting better. And <clears throat> there's a lot of tricks and other things that they can add and who knows what else, they could do yeah well you say it like surprised you that i was kind of interested in these i was surprised that the way the etr product with the solver worked is how hand builder friendly it was like i haven't had a lot of interest in just like pressing someone else's sim spitting out these lineups going through them and being like these are all really graded well this is the one i want like that isn't is fun for me on main slate so this idea that i could basically double check my work and previously i would just double check it by how well is this projecting and ceiling projection and how much ownership those were the only two numbers i was really judging things by and then there's a lot of things that are getting lost in the sauce like you always say i can't control and think about all these other variables and interactions and so i'm missing stuff at least having this sims as a way to double check it has made hand building one more fun and at least so far for me more profitable because i think i'm making less glaring mistakes than i would be with just my brunt you know methodologies yeah i i I mean it's it's a it surprised me yeah yeah that all that still surprises me like even hearing you explain it again like i just thought like um it wouldn't be that fun yeah. Or more, more so maybe surprising that that tool, they would make it and it'd be popular. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I kind of just thought of it from my perspective too much where it's just like, yeah. no, you, this is for like big field, uh, 150 or maybe 20 plus, you know, like at, yeah. at least. So like to have that, uh, you know, be an option. And now I think about it, like it makes total sense. Like, yeah, make your five lineups or whatever, and I'll pop them in there and see what it, see what it does. Yeah. I'll say one thing. We got Travis, Travis in chat. Who knows? He might be a brain player. Uh, he might favor Sims. No one knows. We, do, we No one knows, really. No it's one knows for guesswork. sure. Um, I think one, like if, if you grant that the fields are right. So like, let's say, let's say you have the actual field. Like you cheat, you get it early. Like uh, Ethan, Ethan Gate. I'm kidding. That's, that's not true. Um, like if you, or you just do it afterwards. If you have the actual field, like that's a huge advantage. Like I can't understand, like, right. Like everyone should agree. Like if you have the actual field, that's a big advantage. Okay. Yeah. How would it be an advantage? Well, you have to test it in some sort of fashion, right? right. You can't just like, you kind of could go like, Oh, I didn't know that LeBron was going to be owned 40% today. Okay. I guess I will not play him now or something like that. But really what you want to do is test it. And that's what a SIM is doing. It's testing all these interactions. And so if you have the, you know, good solid projections and a good solid field to test it against that is very bad for you making money against that guy yeah hey god that just gave me a fun hypothetical that i want to ask you what would be more profitable for you let's say um it we're talking 150 maxing the millimaker week four and you have two options one your personal setup right now exactly what you're going to do otherwise your sims all of that or you're not allowed to use any Sims, anything. I'll let, you can use an optimizer for this exercise. 
Um, but you know the exact ownership percentages for the entire field when we flip over the cards. You basically get the the crystal ball. Which one of those scenarios do you think you would choose or which one would be more plus EV for you, your current setup or just using an optimizer with no sims but knowing the entire field exposures? Just the exposures or like it's the actual field like Pete played – uh, you know, the just dolphins. just the exposures, just the the just like CD lamb is twenty one percent. Yeah. Um, I think I'd rather have the sim. Okay, that's kind of what I was trying to like the ownership. Yeah, if it was yeah. the field or like even like 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 you know seventeen dolphin stacks, like something like that. Like it doesn't tell okay. you exactly. All right, uh, but like that, then maybe now we're talking. Um, but gotcha. yeah, just that like Tua turned out to be 20% on when he was actually 12% projected. I don't, I don't, I'd rather have a good, good sim. Right. Um, but like just kind of that idea of like, if you grant that, if you had the field, you mm-hmm. had the CSV and you tested it, let's like, let's go super extreme. You have the field and you have like perfect projections. Mm-hmm. Like clearly that guy has a huge advantage. Like, so like the, the only argument is like their field suck. They're never going to get good at judging the fields. Right. Their projections aren't that good against the best brain players. It's actually helpful for the brain players because the sim lemmings and the projection lemmings are going to be playing the same combos of players making cannibalizing their, their themselves even more just, letting the brain players print money like there's some arguments there but they're all based on saying that the product is flawed which is which is fair it's fair to like i you you i I, i've never looked at their code they're not going to let me look at their code you know like and even if i did i it would take me a long time to even figure out what is going on there and i'd have to hire someone uh, to go over it with me and stuff like that so like and 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 Daniel mentioned this on the pod too, like testing this stuff. I, and I said the same thing uh, with when Leone and Levitan were on here. Good luck. Like I don't think it's even possible. Like you would need like tons of data to test to test the simulation. I said the easiest way is if you can get their fake field and then like look at it and see if it makes sense. You know, like that's right. a decent one. But actually testing the extra things, good luck, especially as they improve them and change them. You can't then you can't test it to the old stuff after they've adjusted, right? Like yeah. so there's never never gonna be time enough to get that, get that data. And I and I I know I think it sounds like you want to say something, but I think a good no topic Go that Daniel mentioned that we could talk about is like the reaction the whatever recreational player is gonna have by using these sims. And and he and he says there could be a big blowback because of the variance inherent in these sports, especially football because the field sizes and baseball because just baseball and golf too, um, could be significant. Now I, I said on one of our podcasts that like, I think a lot of this is going to work itself out because like there will be a cohort of these guys who win just based on the laws of averages. Right. Like, and then those guys will continue to play, et cetera, et cetera. But, um, you most likely will lose by using Sims. So uh, it's, it's, it's hard. Like, cause you read these you, Twitter comments, you know what I mean? It's like, that's not what I mean. And we had a clickbaity fucking title on one podcast. Like, I don't think DFS is dead. And, and like, like, you know, you're not being charitable here and your interpretations and it's Twitter. So of course that's perfectly fine. But like, like, I, I, um, I think a lot of guys who will sign up, will the vast majority will lose and pay between 200 and 300 dollars a month for the pleasure uh just for the sim not to mention they're probably getting projections too and the entry fees and stuff like that so like this is that's a realistic thing that could happen but i think that just would lead more to uh quickly lowering the prices uh yeah so multiple things to unpack there i definitely agree that there's going to be a lot of people who view sims as a silver bullet or some kind of skeleton key and are very um naive to what they're actually getting the other thing though that subset of people who are viewing things that way 
are probably not even playing close to the amount of volume to even realize a sim edge over an extended period of slates and extended a period of time. Why you know that you're a good player is because you've played hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of slates across all different sports with a relatively similar process, not saying you haven't tweaked it or whatnot, but like you have a much bigger data set to draw on for like your process where I'm going to go this whole season and yes, okay, I won in week two or whatever, but I am still not going to actually know after 17 sets slates, if the sim process actually improved my play, like I will think like, and I will naturally like everyone else, you know, look at the results and kind of lean one way or another. I wrote about it in my newsletter. I was like, Hey, this, this is working out. You know, these sims are helping me, you know, catch bad lineups. But to your point, that's what's kind of ironic about this is the people using the Sims for the first time are probably going to be the ones most likely to misunderstand them or not even know if they're actually helping them over the long term. Yeah, I I, <clears throat> I think it'll be you just have to trust whoever you're buying yeah. it from. And mm -hmm. just, just like projections are pretty much the same way, Pete. The problem is it's pretty obvious to go like um, – Oh God, who was Chuck last week? Uh, Mozart or whatever. Uh, you know, like if someone Tyreek Hill, Justin Jefferson, Tyreek Hill. Like if someone's like projecting them to get eight points or something, you're like, I don't think these yeah. projections are right, right? But you're still right. trusting, tr you know, trusting that the projections are right. Like if you plug in anyone's projections and and you know to an optimizer and enter a lineup, you're probably not going to win. But well, yes, yeah, so I think it's really just trust and you'll never know. And, and, but this Sims tool is very dangerous. Like people who don't have the role will hemorrhage money. Uh, some of them will get lucky, but like, cause you lose like all the time <laughs> if you play large field DFS. Right. And I guess my point is there's so much for just people who are exclusively playing NFL DFS, which is basically me as far as kind of my DFS play, other than a little dabbling here and there and some other stuff. But there's so much variance in NFL as is that it's just like, that's what's kind of interesting about this whole conversation too, right? Is it's it's the people that are playing the scale and the volume that you are and using Sims, like you guys are the one that can see these like micro edges, you know, evaporating like across like a longer time frame, right? And across longer mm -hmm. data sets. Whereas it's going to be so much easier for us to be fooled by randomness over 17 weeks using these Sims for the first time. Yeah, I think it's really just the dramatic difference between the like the lineups from back then till now. Like, uh, right? There's and like there's let there's DFS DFS is going down like in popularity. Like I, I pointed out the the first big showdown slate of the year has gone down sixty thousand entries three years in a row. So like that's quite a bit. So like the less popular and the more efficient it gets, it's. You know, this market, it's just like the rest of them will trend towards efficiency. So um, you could kind of just assume it even without having all this, this data. But like, yeah, I, I feel like um, it's almost more for me, like more, uh, what's the word, Pete? Like you just kind of feel it. I know that this is my brain play is like, yeah, I think it's, 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 it's a good time to not play as heavy volume. I'm certainly not. I know other guys aren't. Um and just evaluate what's going on. So, you know, some other things you could do, like just play, play less um, entries into some of yeah. these smaller fields, you know, medium sized fields are probably better. And, um, I, but this is also kind of probably more like next year, you know, I, I, I still think we're relatively similar to where we were six months ago. Um, yeah. Just for now, I don't know where it's going to go, but um Yeah. I'm uh I'm laughing here because Travis Petty says we haven't had uh run pure sports uh on the show. Um, you know, Brian actually put out a public invite um here. Uh who wants Big T to come back on the pod? Uh Matthew Wiley, the new uh prez of Run Pure Sports said, I appreciate Brian wanting Tony on. It's a great podcast, and Brick is a killer. What about me, Wiley? Um, this is the last and only reply I will have on the issue for now. Um, so yes, he said, uh, Tony and them are not going to be coming on the podcast. So do not accuse us of not, uh, inviting run pure sports on the podcast because we have tried multiple times, yeah. both publicly and privately. So yep. it's not happening apparently guys for now, for now. Yeah. Whatever. I mean, honestly, I don't even care. It's, it would be fun and they could even come out here and just go like, no comment, no comment. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. 
Um, but yeah, but uh, Big T did DM me and go, and that also means you can't have Saberson on your show. And I'm like, fuck, dude. He's like, we will sue the shit out of you <laughs> yeah. if you bring on Mad Hunter uh, on your yeah. podcast. So, yeah, that's why we don't I, have Saberson. No, I'm, I'm kidding. It doesn't happen. Yeah. Yeah. If you Saberson, you talk with, uh, it, and here's the thing too, like everyone, like also we want to put on an interesting show. If you have something actually interesting to say, Brian, wouldn't I say, what like 90% of our guests have booked themselves over the years. There's a few famous ones where we've reached out. Uh, you know, whistles was one where we hounded him. Someone found his adjunct professor email and we got him on slide <laughs> into our DMS. Tell us what interesting thing you have to say on this show. If you have something interesting, if you have a unique angle, shoot us a DM. We're, we're always open to that. So I don't want to hear any of this stuff. Like we're gatekeeping guests or whatever. And we, we will let, we let Travis or uh, who do we let come out here? Justin, uh, McMahon come on here uh, because he asked and wanted to come defend something that was happening at his company that we didn't even know about. And we thought it would be interesting. So yeah, our DMS are open. If you have an interesting angle to discuss. For sure. Yeah. 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 Um, I mean, we'd be open to having whoever on, uh, it seems like, uh, you know, a lot of people think they're more interesting than they are. So I'm surprised we're not <laughs> getting more, <laughs> more invites. That is the thing. Uh, I think a lot of people realize that it's uh, not as easy to be on camera, not be boring and be interesting. Uh, but yeah, if you, if you check those boxes, we are definitely open to talk to you. So how about like, let, let me try to like sum up where we're, where I think yeah. where we're at. I think so like Sims aren't like a threat, right? This second, like if you're playing showdown tonight, I don't, I don't think they're sh like hugely different than they were say five months ago or something. Okay, so like that's not kind of my thesis of how I'm going for. I think there is a world where they burn, they burn out, they burn too many people. I think that is a slim possibility. Maybe some other people think it's bigger. Like maybe too many people uh, use them and don't understand the variance in the game and just like gets a bad rap or something. That could happen. There's also a chance that like the most popular Sims are the shittiest ones. And they don't improve and they don't they don't get their product in line. Uh, you know, these are all outcomes that could happen. But I think it's definitely mm -hmm. more likely that they lower the price. More people use them. They turn into the op the new optimizer and they slowly or semi slowly or maybe quickly improve the product more to that analogy I was using earlier where the field more closely represents the CSV you would actually download. And then like even brain players like yourself, Pete should be doing exactly what you're doing, which is inputting your brain input into the SIM and then letting the SIM go. Here's based on what you think. Here's, here's the, the best, whatever lineups mm -hmm. um, there's, I mean, this is exactly what like even, Travis should be doing is after the, if we knew the CSV, but we didn't know the outcome, he should then use his projections in the simulation and then go, you know, here's the lineups based on this that would do the best. And, you know, without getting the details of the sim, but like clearly that would be the best way to do it. Yep. Yeah. And I do think what's interesting again is a lot of the people subscribing to use these sims we don't really, because we don't know like the machinations going on behind them fully, a lot of that isn't, you know, publicly available. I don't know why any of these sites would be incentivized to make that publicly available. Like we, again, don't have a lot to judge the quality of the Sims. That's something we were talking about, but because there is this general arms race, all of the sites are incentivized to improve their product and have people win more using their product. So there's going to be a natural evolution of these Sim products getting better and yet I still think it's going to be hard for their consumers to actually know which one of these is the best. Yeah. There's no way. There's going to be no way to tell. It's I, I think the only option you have is to trust is to trust in the person you trust the most. Use the product yeah. the person you trust the most. That's, as there's no way as to tell. someone as someone who has your own sim pro like if you were able to see like the the back code for all of the different publicly available sim products what would be like i guess there's maybe two parts of this question what would be the thing that would give you the most confidence 
in a product or, or what part of the sim process do you think would be most important? Like whoever has the best ownership projections or the best, like which of those things would be the most important for you if you were able to kind of audit the code? Yeah. Whoever guesses the field more the closely best. to reality. Yeah. And then, and then also I think like the, the actual software UX, like the easiest way to, you know, manipulate it how I want or get my info in there um, <clears throat> or, you know, dissect the lineups at the end and the portfolio I'm happy with, stuff like that would matter. Um, but yeah, but like, cause like, it doesn't matter. They, they're all customizable. So like, if you like ETR, but you don't like their SIM, just take their numbers and put them on a different SIM or vice versa, you know? So I don't, I don't think it really matters. Um, you could test. If I don't think many of these sites let you download their field though yet, um, mm -hmm. I could be wrong, but um, I haven't even tested ETRs yet. Um, but if if that you could probably test pretty quickly, and someone probably should, you download a field versus the field they're trying to represent. See who wins. Right, in the same way sites show their R squared on ownership projections. Yeah, right to say like, hey, it'd we're... be harder to test, but you could do yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. But like, I, I guess like what would even, I assume sites internally want to test that, right. To see if they're, if they're, their product as well. But I don't know how, how does that ever get out into the, into the open? There's just put a button there, download field. Yeah. <laughs> but I, do you I, think there's an incentive for the sites to offer that? Not really. Transparency, I guess. Um, yeah. If you're confident enough. Yeah. I mean, it's, it'd be useful for the user too, like to like see what the lineups look like and stuff like that. But yeah, maybe, maybe there's not enough incentive to do that, but I don't know. Yeah. I doubt they, I doubt they're hiding. Do you, get into, the, sure do you get into the territory that happens with like ETR, right? Where then you have people just stealing their projections or aggregating their projections and giving it the heaviest weight in their aggregation. And then you're, you, you just open yourself up to other people stealing like your proprietary secret sauce. Um, Andrew just, hit the nail on the head, you could scrape it. So it doesn't matter if they put, you technically could get the data. Um, yeah. And but actually they, a lot of times they might not even show it, Andrew. Like they won't even show the field it just runs in the yeah. background. Um, yeah, I suppose. But DFS is very time sensitive. Not every sport, some are less so than others, but like how much did the field help you on week one when acres got ruled out five minutes before a lock? Right. And they can't redo this new field. Yeah. Um, NBA, you, you, there's no way you're copying some other site's field in any useful way and getting it to your users yeah. so that they have time to use it. It's not going to happen. And that's interesting you use that specific example because uh, Dink from ETR, who coincidentally had a massive week three, he was talking about in week two that he was like he felt paralyzed when that news came out because he knew he needed to – make some updates with the Kyron Williams now being a much better play. And yet the way he had set up his process with the Sims checking his lineups, it would have just taken way too much time. It was like impossible to do. Yeah. And then listening to nerdy tenor talk on blenders pod, it seems like that's one of the real benefits of like having your own proprietary system of the speed in which you can rerun and re-update stuff and get that spit out without yeah. having to like rewind back your entire process that got you to that point. Yeah. Yeah. There's just no way they could do it. Like, um, was your process, were you able, did you redo I, stuff? With I that couldn't news? because my play by play is, is from, uh, for football anyways, is f the data is from Justin from run the Sims. Mm -hmm. Uh, I get the play by play data from him and then use that in my process. So if he doesn't update it, I don't update it. Right. And what I was going to do since I make so many lineups is just, take 15 Kyrie, the top 15 Kyrie that didn't make it and pop them in or whatever, you know, however yeah. high you think, think it should go. Um, you know, that's more what of a you, brain player maneuver though, Pete. That's what I was going to say, because what Dink said is he was saying like, you know, what I should have done is just been done more of like a global swap from Joshua Kelly, who is very popular and a similar <laughs> price to Kyron Williams and then trust. But then this goes back. I'm curious for your response to this. Like how much do you think, even like say those two running backs have like a similar projection um, and you make that one for one swap. How much does that throw off 
like what the sim is understanding of how those different pieces interact with each other. Yeah. Well, a, like you could have a defense versus the SWAT player. Yeah. Um, which isn't the end of the world, but in the large fields is, is almost always not right. Um, so that's, that's one there's, there's some stacking, but with running back, it's not as huge that it would break up, break up your Sims. That's why for me, it wouldn't matter because I would just go down to an already graded lineup and pop that in. Um, one that already had Kyron in it. Yeah. Yeah. So like, if you're like, if you're grading 50,000 lineups, right. Most of these Sims aren't doing that yet, but if you're grading like 50,000 lineups, I don't know. I did something like that. Like 80,000 lineups I graded. Um, mm -hmm. uh, there's tons of Kyrie in there and you just, if I don't have time to redo it, I just have to manually go and what's the best Kyrie? Cause those are probably now much better. Right. And right. Yeah. Just go down and grab them and, and, but, but they'll be all correlated still and everything. Right. Everything else will yeah, be. So yeah. everything will be fine. I probably yep. shouldn't have said that. I don't even know why I'm giving out any more advice to you fucking assholes. <laughs> no, it's so, it's so awesome. I can go on a pod and say ever since uh brick, let the cat out of the bat at, you know, minute 35 of the Lulz episode on September 28th, 2023 DFS has forever been changed. <laughs> nah, nah, the, yeah. ju the judge made his ruling. Awesome. and nerdy tenor guys. We got the pitchforks. Brian and I are like a married couple. If, if you think I'm gonna, you know, get him on, you what know, did I saying say? Kyrie, you said Kyrie, and I, but it like it doesn't even phase me because we <laughs> all know what you meant. So there's no need to what derail the name? conversation. Kyren? <laughs> it's Kyren. Yeah. Kyren. But the chat. Fuck. See, Brian, this is the thing. I don't need to derail you because we all know what you meant. But if the yeah. chat, that's that's what the chat does, right? They stick it to you when you say the Atlanta Falcons or whatever. Uh, who the fuck uh, is Kyron Williams anyway? <laughs> you had you had NBA on the brand, but you know, Woj, Woj bombs uh, lately. Is Kyrie is Kyrie even on a team right now, or is he still like on a spiritual journey somewhere? Yeah, I think he's on. Was he on Dallas? Uh, um, uh, did you see my boy Mingo got hurt? What the. Yeah, dude, you, it's like you saying who the fuck is Jonathan Mingo should have been the light bulb moment for me that I needed to draft more Adam Thielen. If Brian doesn't know who Jonathan <laughs> Mingo is, maybe I should take, you know, the, the proven 33-year-old dusty-ass veteran who's fucking scorching the earth through three weeks. On of course, Paris. of course, Thielen's scorching the earth. You knew that was going to happen. Yeah. I mean, speaking of just kind of all of your knowing ball and, and football brain stuff, I mean, what's it like on the streets of Chicago? Like organizational collapse here, but they get the Denver Broncos this week at home. Is the, is the Windy City jazzed up to face a defense that just gave 70 points did, did up you to see, the Dolphins? Speaking of the collapse, did you see the they got robbed? The stadium got robbed for $100,000 worth of equipment? I did see <clears> that, yeah. Did it ever come out what was going on with that defensive coordinator and like the FBI raid of the house? No, I just saw the rumors like everyone else about, you know, the kid, the kid stuff. And uh, yeah, I haven't seen anything, anything come out since yeah. then. Yeah. I mean, what a fucking shit show. Um, I know. Uh, you know, I mean, it's looking good for, you know, a top one or two, maybe even one, two next year at the draft at the, uh, for the draft but yeah it's pretty bad now you know do you think it'd be a good time to like trade fields to the jets or something just get a third oh rounder God. or something like that <laughs> think you should dump, dump fields for a third round pick you guys yeah. really are down in the dumps uh right now i mean the jets the jets would um i think the jets would trade every future pick they have for the next two decades if it meant getting justin fields right now oh fuck. Uh, i would do that now i'd be then if i was the Bears. <laughs> like they're clearly they clearly stink <laughs> yeah they're trying to leave the city right like they're trying to move the stadium just yeah. Just do it all. New stadium, yep. new team. Well, it is it is interesting too to think like even just looking at that NBA trade, right? Where like the box, like they're gonna be on the hook for this really fat Damian Lillard salary. It what is it like paying him like 60 million up until he's like 36 years old yeah. or something? Because they're like Giannis, you have this guy, we gotta push all the chips in, 
right now. Like, let's just make it happen now or never with this Giannis window. And then we'll fucking probably bottom out for 10 years again or whatever, but we got to go for it. And then you see the jets, right? Where it's like, Hey, we're going for it. Let's get Aaron Rodgers. We got the defense. Let's bring in Dalvin cook. And it's like, Oh yeah. Without Rodgers, it all fucking collapses. Like one play four snaps into the season in your entire pushing the chips, uh, you mm. know, game plan just collapses. It's 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 crazy. And and Wilson is so bad too. Speaking of, I'd much rather have Fields any day of the week than 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 Wilson. I mean, this is this is a way too much no ball talk, but the the Bears backup QB, I want him in there. Uh, I, this is a Chicago tradition, the root for the backup QB, and uh I think it should start now. No, here I'll pull I'll pull this up, Brian. Why we why we have to talk a little ball? Um, I put this in your mentions the other day. Here, yeah, let me pull up this iTunes review. Uh, I forget, Brian. We we're really bad at promoting stuff. Um, mm-hmm. You can always leave us a review on on iTunes. Although maybe we shouldn't be asking for that because I did. You you had shared a link to our podcast, and so I was like, oh, I'll, I'll check out what's going on on our iTunes page. Uh, hadn't been there in ages, and I noticed this one from someone named I Am Not Stugatz here, uh, just from the other day, nine twenty two snooze fest. A bunch of O's, a bunch of Z's, a bunch of E's for the audio <laughs> listeners. Nerds talking about more Sims again. So I think we need to talk more ball. We need to talk about Zach Wilson's throwing motion so we can win. I am not Stugatz back, Brian. Wow. When have we talked about ball? Like what year was that? <laughs> um, I've seen him in chat too, I think, or discord. Really? Guy sells us down the, the river. As soon as we start talking about Sims. Yeah. I, I mentioned like, again, like our DMS are open, right? Like just shoot us a message being like, Hey guys, love the show. Love when you talk ball, love when Brian talks about the Panthers wide receiver depth chart, but can you please stop talking about Sims? And then Brian, maybe we incorporate that into our roadmap, into our content plan for him to just come out here and air this out and now lower our average iTunes rating. This hurts. We were at a 5.0 till Stugatz got, uh, not Stugatz got involved. <laughs> I, 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 you know, not joking aside, I asked you to do this show before. But I still think it'd be a good idea of a clips, a clip show. Like I love, yeah. I think clip shows make great content where mm-hmm. you just take the top, whatever clips from the NFL that week on whatever day, Friday or Saturday, whatever you want to do it. And then you run the clip and then you and whoever, you know, yeah, dissect it. What does it mean? You know, make fun of it. Um, like it, it doesn't sound that great the way I'm explaining it, but clip shows are really good podcasts like uh content and you could crowdsource it you know people will eventually be sending you the funniest or the best clips or like what did he mean by this and the nfl is like they're like worse than politicians they don't you know they never really tell you what's going on you got to dissect it uh no one's doing any show like that i think that'd be a good one but see the problem with that idea brian is it's it's too good of idea it's too uh perfectly mainstream and that way it would capture a very wide audience there are people from all swaths of the sports universe that would be interested in that and i think we're just more comfortable talking about fucking sims dude i think that <laughs> we just got we got to stay at our lane i mean us getting more of an audience i mean who who would want that <laughs> good good point Good point. Yeah. yeah. I'm I'm surprised we're uh getting as many listens as we actually get. I know. Our we're up to we got 215 people watching live. Hey, did you see that Stugots? Not Stugots? Look at this audience just lining up in droves to watch us talk about quite <laughs> literally how Sims work. I mean, when you do say it out loud like that, Brian, it does sound pretty boring, but people seem to enjoy it. Some Yeah, that's true. Enjoy it. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> I don't know. I'm kind of getting bored of it too. I may start becoming kind of on Team Stugatz. No, not Brian, because just a few minutes ago, you're like, let me kind of summarize where we're at here. Let me give a state of the Sims. That was just like 10 minutes ago, Brian. But that was the it. point. The point is, okay, here's my official opinion. Now let's fucking move on. And whatever <laughs> happens, happens. No, because now what's going to happen is someone from Saber Sims going to DM us and be like, we want to come on the show. And then we are going to have to say yes, because we just said we're an equal opportunity thing. And we're going to have to talk about Sims again next week. And then I'm not Stu Gods is going to go leave another shitty review. That's what's going to happen, Brian. I mean, I just got a DM on Discord. Interesting to hear you think that the field is a big deal in Sims. I think it's about the projected outcome distribution. Mid show. Um yeah, there, even if I gave like um, my most coherent, in my opinion, like explanation of what I think is going on, 
I don't think people uh, would be happy or, you know, understand exactly what I'm trying to get at. So I don't know. Sims are uh, here to stay, but who gives a shit? I'm over it. All right, let's get to something far more interesting. Uh, Brian, I don't know if you saw this tweet going around. Um, your humble narrator was included in this list. I, I honestly didn't even know that I was nice. Um, I think I'm fine. I don't know if I should be on a top 10 list, but uh, Jeff El Jefe, uh, Jeff Collins put out the all-time DFS nice guy rankings. He was talking with D's. Um, and put this together. You got Notorious, Jam to Win, Beep I'm a Jeep, uh, E. Hafner, Dave Potts, uh, DFS Almanac, CSU Ram, myself, Awesomeo, uh, even after he said atrocious things about Nerdy Tenor, and Drew Dinkmeyer here. What did you think about this list? First of all, do you feel snubbed? Um, I do. I feel personally attacked. <laughs> um, let, let's go over some of these names here. Okay. I'm not sure Dean would consider himself the nicest guy. Would he? He's kind of, you know, he's kind of like give shit, take shit, give shit type of guy, yeah. it seems like to me. Um, I'm sure he's a nice guy, you know, but I'm not One sure he'd things, like be characterized as a top 10 nicest. One of the things that played out in the comments was like people talking about almost like, not, I don't want to say dual personalities, but people being like really nice in real life, but then having more of an asshole persona like people were talking about levitad in the comments where levitad on a twitter podcast comes off more curmudgeon asshole mm -hmm. but then irl levitan's a sweetheart total total nice right. guy so but i think el jefe said he's met every one of these guys in person except for me so he's saying i'm a nice guy just from what i do on on shows i feel like we've made plenty of enemies on lulls over over the years so maybe i am i playing it both ways you you're winning you're definitely winning, I'm winning. I think I think right. you're the you're affable. I think okay. Um, right, let me look that up. Could you see yeah. Drew? Right, Drew Dinkmeyer. As soon as the cameras come off, the cigar comes out. You know <laughs> these fucking fools. Yeah, you know he's like just swimming in the uh, the water money. He just takes it for himself. He, he goes to his goes site, his and bed. charity water is just a front, and it's actually all going straight to his PayPal account. Yeah, someone on yeah. this list has to be yeah. a cigar-smoking villain behind the scenes. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, CSU Ram's the mayor. CSU Ram has to be on here. Here, Here's why I don't think I deserve to be on this. Like a guy like CSU Ram, when anyone wins in DFS, someone like Pete Jennings is like, congratulations, well done. Like that's like nice guy shit, right? I don't think I've ever congratulated anyone on anything. Uh <laughs> Except yeah, he like Brian. yeah, he'll like he'll like he'll like say like, oh, this product's great, or I really enjoyed this. Like, <laughs> occasionally do that. Um, some of these guys are very low key. Like, Beep by Majeep keeps uh, a very low profile. My main introduction to him was the Dan Barbarisi book, Dueling with Kings, when he went and kind of shadowed Beep by Majeep, and he took him under his wing, taught him how to play DFS hockey. Did seem like a very cool guy. I do shows with Jam to win every Friday. Obviously, very nice guy. I'm in Noto's friend tech room, Brian. Seems mm. like a very friendly, uplifting guy. You know, I can vouch for some of these uh, in a big way. What do you think about the Osimo ranking? Because he's, do you think he's a, do you think he's a nice guy? Um, I mean, I did before he ruined DFS. Um, so now I have to drop him out of my top 10. Um, uh, Notorious has sent me some nice uh, private notes. So, um, I could see putting him up there. I I don't know E Hafner. Uh, maybe he's 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 super old one. school. So maybe he's done um, you know more nice things for for Jeff like previously yeah. or something like yeah. I, I, he does not very public. So that'd be an interesting story of how how that all worked out. So many people. I got to give credit to Jeff though because so many people got engagement farmed, and my my mentions have been a, a disaster from this post too. It's just like, dude, how do you leave off of? Like, how do you leave off Leone? Or like, I've tried to think of like some of the names that popped up that like people are like really mad. Yeah. And I'm like, you realize the irony of being really pissed off that someone's not on a nice guy list? Just step away from the keyboard for a second, <laughs> man. They, what the they, fuck? They, is he not yeah. on the nice list? This is kind of ruining the vibe of the nice guy list, <laughs> yeah. pal. Um, I'd like if there's any on there, I'd like to see something like that. You know. People are saying that D Nerdy Tanner Daniel could be on the nice guy list. Um, I think that's 
that's right. Like he was nice enough to give away his entire process <laughs> to the entire world and ruin DFS. So like, you don't get much more nice than that. Right. Yeah, exactly. I mean, that's, it's charitable is what it is. Right. Is yeah. What like it is. Very, very nice. Like too nice. Some people would say like ruin the game. Yeah. Right? Well, what everyone, I saw some people saying it in the chat and what some people on Twitter wanted, they wanted the all time uh, DFS mean guy rankings oh the, the nasty okay the nasty ones yeah yeah all right uh awesome would be awesome would definitely be on awesome's yeah. on both yeah it, he you yeah. know honestly i don't think it's true but people i bet people would say ricky d because he he goes after people on twitter like fairly regularly <laughs> like a ratio of going after to tweet is very high for him I will say this about Ricky, I guess, and maybe this is just before, like I got to know him a little bit more. I feel like now Ricky is what I would qualify as tough, but fair. That's how yeah. I would consider him where I, I want to say maybe early on, he was just sometimes outright mean. Uh, and I do want to say it kind of coincided when he hopped on some shows, when he got like a little bit more, I don't, I don't want to say pushback, but at least like engagement to kind of like his takes and stuff. I don't know. It, it feels like it does soften you up inherently when you interact with people face to face and stuff. It does like take a little bit of that edge off. It does go back to the keyboard warrior thing. The things people will say behind the keyboard that they would never come on this show and talk to me face to face and say because they would wither into a puddle. There's there's hundreds of them, too. So it is another funny dynamic that I do think a lot of these people all do forward facing content. They all interact with people. It naturally softens you up. Yeah. We'd have to like define what mean is too. Like, I think means a little different than whatever we're really kind of thinking. You know, like someone who's just like uh, nasty or so, or tweets nasty I will, stuff. I will say, RBX is mean on Twitter for sure. He is, but he's not. He's not though. Like, uh, you know, when he comes on the show and stuff, he's totally, totally. Normal. Oh no, it's for sure. But really I mean, nice. his I met him Twitter, in his tr he like. You know, the thing there's there's an art to trolling, right, where the it has to be a perfectly balanced range of like humor and like cutting incisiveness. And RBX is just like cutting and mean. And like when the humor is not there to a troll, that's when it comes through mean. And that's also another problem with the Internet. I think a lot of people who actually have a good intentions and are trying to be funny that aren't funny, then just come across as mean when they're trolling online. That's yeah. it. That's a big problem there. I was going to say this, but Daniel beat me in chat. Empire Maker's got to be on that list. He's just not on Twitter right now. Yeah. But is it, I, I've heard, I, I've heard stories of EM in, in real life. I think he's even in real life is a, is a, is a nice guy. What about Tommy G? Tommy G. There you go. Is that, again, it, it is hard to separate the persona from that. Right. It, all this is hard. And like, what are we defining yeah. here? Someone said like Josh Engelman, Marcos is saying like jo jo Josh is I guaranteed not uh, a mean guy in person, but yeah, he yeah. like busts balls and stuff. So like, is that mean? I don't know. Yeah. Shit yeah. my money. Same way. Um, uh, okay. We're, oh, you're nominated. I was going to say we're getting multiple Josh Engelmans, but it's the same guy. <laughs> it's <Marcos. laughs> the same guy nominating <laughs> over, over. Uh, uh, who, who else are we, who are we missing here? Um, Hmm. I mean, I could, I would say uh, uh, Big T based on what he did to Hoop and not coming on this show and defending himself. No, I'm kidding. I, 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 I bet Big T's a, a nice guy in real life. Honestly, I know. This, this is my other favorite response to these, or people were upset. And again, this is a beautiful engagement farm post. Uh, people were upset by the positioning. Like Dink needs to be a few slots higher. And like, I don't, I didn't read this list as like a true top ten. I just thought it was just like, hey, I'm just going to like, I guess they should have been bullet points then, but people were like, nah, he should be about one spot higher. <laughs> my, in my, my proprietary niceness model, I graded this lineup, and trust me, he comes in way more in the five to oh, six. Oh, I years. got another nominee uh, for the main yeah. list. Uh, Dave, FC, people people think oh, he's... Oh, yeah, that would, that would be on the main list. People think he's mean. Yeah. Um, we're, we're starting to fill that list up, actually. Yeah. Oh God! Who else do we got? Hmm. Soccer Dave? No, I'm kidding. 
<laughs> then there were people like tagging the list and they were naming like see, uh, season long people like, you know, Scott Fish is considered one of the nicest guy in fancy, but it's like, guys, re- read the prompt DFS. Uh, I love Scott Fish. He does not play DFS. Okay. This is, this is a DFS list. You have to at least play in the spy or red zone once a week, like me to be considered <laughs> for the all time DFS nice guy rankings. Um, uh, we got, uh, yeah. we got some more in there. Blender now. Blender's just from New York. That's not, yeah, that's not mean. This is New York people, and um, they're the worst. Don't get me wrong, but uh, Jesse now. He's just a complainer. Uh, I see. I'm so bad at I'm I'm bad at coming out because anyone who I found to be actually mean, uh, I've just muted, and so I don't see them anymore, and so they're just like out of sight, out of mind. So I'm trying to like generate, and I'm like, I'm sure there's people who are in my mentions that I think are mean, but I, I legitimately just do not ever see them anymore. Hmm. Um, someone said Brett Fire four four four. I would like I'd like to get that guy in the podcast. Actually, who is that? I, he I don't is know. like. One of the Seville guys. Oh, I think that's yeah, who he's saying. Some and of so the Seville guys could be on their own mean list, but would they fall in the like sports betting? I would say right. they fall in like the white knight, uh, righteous, um, do gooder over yeah. uh, overreaching do gooder group, but may, but maybe not. I would like, like the most reasonable person, like that guy, the um, Beth Process Pod had on. Like that's yeah. not gonna work with us. Like we're, like I'm not gonna let some guy fucking talk shit about us our entire, the entire you, show. Like you, someone who's reasonable, I would love to hear their side because I bet they have like really good arguments. What do you think about this branding thing that Bet the Process did? Have you seen this? Uh-uh. It, I'll show you right now because I wanted to make sure I wasn't making this up. Okay, I haven't but seen the, I haven't listened to the pod in like four. I haven't either because yeah. I've been. I'm not kidding. I've been getting turned off from the fact that they put the sponsor in the title. Look at these. Jeff and Rufus talked to Kyle Body. Brought to you by Whole Tactical. Mm. Like we we all have sponsorships. I have a fucking underdog neon sign over my shoulder. But putting brought to you by Whole Tactical in the title of every single episode. I don't what know why, called? but for some reason that rubs me the wrong way. It makes me want to look up what whole tactical is. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. And then like, even like the boilerplate, the hosts of this podcast are not investors with HTAA and we're not directly compensated for their views. However, HTAA sponsors this podcast, the host sponsor, like there's more boilerplate about the sponsorship than there is even description about the episode. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. Must be a pretty yeah. penny they're getting. Yeah, I would assume so. They both like, have plenty of money. How much would we have to get paid to put a sponsor Five in our title of art. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. I just thought that was weird. And I, I'm just being completely honest too. Like I enjoy that podcast. I have like a level of pattern blindness where I'm legitimately and not because of like some like, Oh, they shouldn't be able to get the bag. Like, no, by all means, but just yeah. like literally that in the title makes me in the same way, a good clickbait title. The one thing you need to know about sports betting. All right. I click that. Go listen to that. Like brought to you by whole tactical. I don't want to click that. <laughs> It would, yeah, that that is that's a little strange. Uh, I bet it doesn't drop their numbers too much. I'd be interested to see what responsibilities they have. I'd rather put the title in the name in the description than have to read a live read. Really? Mm-hmm. So actually, I think I agree with you because I do. I've never, I don't think I've ever, other than like on XM radio, when I sometimes have to do a yeah. paid read, like all of my sponsorships are just like organic stuff right where i'm not having to be like today's episode is brought to you by whole tactical the number one investment firm for you to play i i do agree with you on that but still something about it in the title yeah. i think i would rather do a live read than the yeah title. and i'm not opposed to anyone doing any of these things also too like go no. go for it i'm just saying like me personally i think i'd rather not not read it uh speaking yeah. of uh, uh if you're sponsor do you have time to do this this last yeah i got a piece let's do yeah, I do have a, as I was telling you before the show, uh tighter schedule today. Okay. But yeah, let's hit on this one here because this was a big one. This tweet from uh it was last week, developing story, better price picks, and underdog fantasy have all been sent cease and desist letters from the Florida Gaming Control Commission regarding their fantasy sports offerings, hearing new information that DraftKings and FanDuel may have not been sent letters. I don't know if you saw in some of the follow-up. I heard that this ended up being more about 
the Hard Rock, I believe, Seminole uh, Indian Casino there and more them kind of putting pressure on lawmakers because the initial thing was that like DraftKings and FanDuel were doing the gatekeeping stuff with these other sites that we talked with Jeremy about on Lowell's a few episodes back. But had you heard any more fallout from this? I did. I wish I would have got that tweet. Uh, Someone said that it says on like the Florida Gaming Commission or whatever government website that if it's not one of these, if it's not like an, um, I think they used the word Indian, whatever reservation casino, consider it illegal. Mm -hmm. I don't know if that was a tweet and I didn't really look into it, but that would seem like they're more serious. Right. What you know, one thing I want to mention here is when we had Jeremy on only for you know a short 20 25 minute interview, he mentioned Pete, if you remember, was it Wyoming and like two smaller states that yeah. they were having issues with? He didn't say anything about Florida, so this might have came out of the blue. It seemed like it came as a surprise based on like some of the reactions I was seeing, yeah. So that that's unfortunate for them, um, but. It, I mean, based on Jeremy's uh, tweets uh, since doing our show, it does seem like he's he didn't really talk a ton about, but maybe he thought this before, but it definitely seems he's more like, uh, you know, stop talking about like how, you know, we're legal. Uh, the lawyers say we're legal and more talking about like regulatory capture and how the system yeah. works and stuff more we talked about on that show after he left or actually even a little bit when he was still on. Uh, which is clearly what, what happens, especially in these like California and Florida areas where they have, uh, you know, these entrenched interests who've been there forever. It's kind of a miracle that DFS even happened. Like (laughs) they really just dropped, they, they, they dropped the ball. Like, I guess it's, it's not a miracle, um, because they usually, they get so entrenched and they capture the the regulation so much that they kind of let their guard down thinking that they have the industry on lockdown. You can kind of see it, you know, with like Uber and taxi companies and stuff like that. Right. Where they just thought they had like their, you know, the diamonds in the taxi industry and like no one's getting in this. And then Uber comes around. They never foresaw who could have that regular people would let strangers into their cars by the hundreds of thousands. Um, And so, but eventually they win, right? Like Uber's around, but it's not as good anymore. And it depends on where you live. But if there was a like big taxi, they make me take a hike every time I land at an airport to go pick up my, uh, yeah, take my a Uber. hike. Yeah. The, the prices have gone up. The, the drivers are getting less money and all this is from regular regulatory capture. It's not because Uber's evil and don't want to pay you, uh, or don't want to give you a, a ride closer to your location at the airport. It's all because of this bullshit, you know, that no one votes for. Um, and so, you know, good luck to them. I know we're running short on time, but I really did want to mention that one more time. Yeah, and I did pull up the updated tweet from this one was from yesterday. Florida Gaming Control has uh, updated its FAQ page to address paid fantasy sports. Unless you are placing a wager through sports books operated by or in conjunction with the Seminole Tribe of Florida. That's the rub you are most likely placing an illegal wager. That's where it's all coming from. That's the one I saw. Yeah. Yep. So does does that mean Yahoo's illegal? Wait, Yahoo's already illegal in Florida. You couldn't play in Florida because I know when I went on vacation there, I couldn't get I assume it means everything. Someone in the comments here says, what about drafters? I assume anything, right? Like, yeah. Everything, yeah. Yeah. Like maybe DraftKings can get some deal, you know, through, through their network at this point. They're so big. But yeah. Yeah, I would Let, assume that's everything. Who's is anyone in Florida right now? They can you play on DraftKings? Um, well, I yeah, I mean, right now they can. Um, Adam Levitan said in 2015, I spent a day on a sidewalk in NYC rallying for fantasy sports regulation, holding a sign chanting arms locked with other virgins, easily top seven, <laughs> most humiliating moment in my life. Please don't make me go back for it. <laughs> he did arms locked. I'm pretty sure I saw some of those photos. Is, is there photos of oh uh, a bunch God. of people there? Was that? Uh, were you playing DFS at that time, Brian? When twenty fifteen, yeah, up? yeah. Mm-hmm. Did you consider yeah. flying out to New York and locking arms with God, your brethren? No, God, no. I was with just too many girls at that time. Didn't have the time. <laughs> you and RVX eighty eight couldn't get pried away. <laughs> uh, 
Oh my um, god, that's funny. I can't believe we let him on the pod. After if I knew that, that would have been like Mm-mm. I still follow him on Instagram, get the occasional shot after? of him. Oh no, sorry, I was talking about RBX. <laughs> I was talking about Levitan. <laughs> no. Uh, um, all right. Yeah. Let's uh we need we need people to leave iTunes reviews. We need to get we need to offset I am not Stugatz's uh poor ranking of our show yeah. with a bunch of five stars. That'd be nice. And, you know, after what you know, Alex and Nerdy have done to me and you guys, you know, it'd be uh, nice if you left a, a nice review. And can you, because again, the, these reviews, are, it's like a public billboard to other people surfing iTunes, trying to find the next thing they want to listen to, because that's how everyone finds the content they want to consume these days. I need you guys in the, con, in the, in the iTunes reviews to make Sims sound fun. Like, wow, guys, <laughs> thank you for all that steamy Sims talk. Really got the juices flowing. Stuff like that. Really make it yeah. attractive to get people to subscribe to the podcast. Yeah, my my yeah. my my girlfriend or wife just loves the sim talk. Aaron says if he was bored by sim talk, surely the regulatory discussion would have over. <laughs> Had to toss him a bone with a little Florida legal action there. Uh, Brian, anything else here next week we'll have a big announcement about our new title sponsor for the show. Any, any anything All else? Tactical. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Hey, it's all tactical. I mean, if they're yeah. looking, I mean, I will. I think they're look, a fine product. Uh, look, I said I would do. never. I would never put a sponsor in the title. We all have a price hole. Tactical. <laughs> I mean, not, clearly you found that. Pro- I, mean, I didn't mean never. I bet never for free. <laughs> but yes, I would love to say is DFS dying presented by Hole Tactical. <laughs> Uh, yes. No, All I don't, right. I don't think I have. Oh, um, yeah. The, the, uh, the, um, Jeff Candy, I couldn't even remember the name my own app. Yeah. We do, we do, uh, the weekly best ball. There's a, a new update that has like a weekly best ball, um, Q drafter too for underdog for the battle. Yeah, Royale. Yeah. It's like the six round thing. I think there's some yep. decent strategy. I mean, you've talked about it a little bit that you could use to, to try to win that. And um, so it's got like run back correlation and QB correlation and stuff too. We should, um, next week we should, uh, we should throw that up on air, do a couple drops yeah. with it. Yeah. Okay. And so uh, there'll be a new version out like today uh, with that on there. And then they have the resurrection um, mid season tournament going to that. The old version works for too. If you you're, you're interested. There you go. The draft caddy dot com appreciate you guys hanging out appreciate all you nice guys in the chat this has been lulz and it is fitting that we're talking about nice guys because this show has always had one singular mission and that is to remove the toxicity in the dfs space and we continue to succeed on that mission each and every week we'll see you guys next thursday how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early, so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.